This is Imperial Voice, streaming from the palace of His Imperial Majesty, Haile Selassie. One of those things that people, it's an unfortunate truth that people have just got to admit to. And that's why you get challenged so much on social media, for example. People get challenged on it all the time because people don't want to admit that there's a problem. Racism and bullying is rampant. I will use the word rampant in Bath and Northeast Somerset. This is uh, In Our City. I'm William Heath. And I'm Tosi Onileri. And our guest tonight, a councillor, is it Dr. Yuteshwa Kumar? Am I pronouncing that right? Yeah, it's fine. You can call me YK. YK. Uh, Dr. Kumar, uh, for your convenience. Uh, YK is absolutely fine. Uh, the yeah. correct pronunciation will be Yukteshwar. Yukteshwar. So, Yukteshwar. yes. Yukteshwar. Yeah, Yukt means with, Ishwar means God. So I am with God. God is always with me. Our other guest is Councillor Grant Johnson, who's a Labour councillor representing Poulton. Now, Grant, you're of local origin, I think. I am, yes. I was born in Poulton, um, born and raised here. So I'm a proper um, North East Somerset boy, that's for sure. We like a good West Country accent on the show. Um, yes, we do. <laughs> it's our city, isn't it? It's all of our city. That's the point of in our city. It, it really belongs to all of us. And you have just proposed and had adopted, haven't you? the idea that Bath and North East Somerset should have an equality council. Well, yeah, I mean, that was part of it. Obviously, it was the, the motion was a motion on Black Lives Matter um, with everything that's been going on in the world. Um, uh, the protests we've seen, the demonstrations, the um, since the death of George Floyd, and uh, quite quite rightly so in a lot of, in a lot of cases. And I think... Um, I really felt um, that it was important to that we reflect that as an authority. And I think, I think sometimes with equalities issues, sometimes they're swept under the carpet simply because we um, live in a world where people often say, well, we don't have many of those, you know, residents that live here. We don't, you know, not that we haven't got many gay people. So why do we worry? We haven't got any black people. So why do we worry? Well, you know, it, I, I care about that. And I, I care about giving people a voice. And, you know, I, I know I'm, I'm not black and I, and I don't want to speak on behalf of that community because I think they, they, they deserve to have their, their own voice and their own, you know, own opinions on, 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 what, what we do going forward to move equalities forward. So the two of you, YK and Grant, you are, some, um, are you advocates or spokesmen for the Equalities Council? You're working together to promote this, this project? Well, well uh, yes and no, in the sense that uh, both of us, uh, though our motto is same, I believe Grant uh, is also very keen to work for equality, inclusion, and uh, even diversity uh, uh, and support uh, that uh, kind of thing. But uh, at the moment and till now, except that I seconded 
package motion in the full council meeting uh, a few days ago. Uh, practically, and I'll be truthful, uh, we have not worked uh, together on any matter till now. And reason perhaps would be that because we both of us do have uh, quite a lot of commonalities, but uh, both of us are from different party. And I'll be honest, uh, Grant uh, is from Labour and I am from Lib Dem. So we have not both parties, started. Both those parties, Waikia, have a very strong commitment to equality and an equality's agenda, I think, don't they? Yes, both the parties have very strong commitments, but let's be very, very honest. Not a single party in this country had problems within the party itself. Okay. We know about labor, anti-Semitism, and even Lib Dem. And I, being a member of Lib Dem and being a councillor, and I have been perhaps, uh, I have not got official can, kind of any appointment later to be advocate for BAME community uh, within the council till now. But I think the leader of the council, Dina, has openly said on that particular day, and I am in touch with people who are working in the council, uh, who are uh, in the HR, and I feel not only within the party, but racism and bullying is rampant. I will use the word rampant in Bath and North East Somerset. So can you and I can give you examples from my personal experience. Well, I would like well. you to do that. What, what I'd like to ask, is because when Vera Hobhouse recently had a, a session suggesting that there is racism in Bath, there was, there was pushback on social media saying, oh, you know, Bath isn't a racist city and all that kind of stuff. Can I ask you both, perhaps Grant first and then YK second, well, what, what, for, yeah, for concrete, what concrete evidence have you found that we need an equalities agenda in Bath? And northeast Somerset. Grant, do you want to go first? Yeah, well, I, I can I can go first on that one. Um, I mean, I think a, a big thing is that I see it not. I wouldn't say necessarily on a day, daily basis, but I mean, I can pop to the uh, my my local pub or or down into Midsummer Norton of an evening, and I can hear and witness um, racial terms being used, and 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 you know, in obviously in a completely negative way. Um, I think what what doesn't help um, sometimes is that obviously we all enjoy so much of of black culture um, in, uh, across the world, and I think um, I think people use that as a way of get trying to get away with 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 common everyday racism, and I, I just don't think that's acceptable. So, I, I, what evidence? I mean, I've grown up here my whole entire life. I know damn well what the problems we face and uh, you know the industry i work in i work in the agricultural industry and i i know i know and i hear it and i uh, and I, I i challenge it quite often you know and it's 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 one of those things that people it's an unfortunate truth that people have just got to admit to and that's why you get challenged so much on social media for example people get challenged on it all the time because people don't want to admit that there's a problem and i think that that that's where that challenge is needed. And I think when, when we see stuff like the tearing down of obviously the um, statue of Colston, obviously that's a big cultural moment in, in our history um, and especially for, for racial equalities. Um, and I, I think I, I sort of, when that happened, I sort of said that was the right thing to do the wrong way to do it. But 
you know, when people start to exhaust the right ways of doing things and they don't get anywhere because of the sort of structures that are in place in, in within our sort of local councils, that therein lies the problem that we face. And that's, that's from, from where I'm um, sitting, you know, I think the, the evidence is, is there laid bare in all of our everyday lives. I don't need a stat to tell you, you know, to, to make it um, more, more prevalent than that, really. I think it's one of the more interesting things is that um, a lot of um, people will say that because they like black music or they're into buy into black culture, it means that they can't be racist. And therefore, if they say and do anything that is belittling to the black culture, it doesn't make them racist. I mean, the arch um, racist himself, Trump, vigorously denies racism and says it with such anger that, you know, he could, people could dare put that label on him. So I think there is such a confusion about the difference between sort of liking a culture, liking parts of a culture, and then, and, and then uh, uh, which then gives you absolution, I think is the word, um, to, to, and allows you in your head to be able to be as racist as you want, as to, to denigrate those people as much as you want. And that also is the same probably within the, um, maybe um, the, the uh, gender, sexual, LBQTQ um, plus community. You can, if you like Graham Norton and you find him funny, then you can, it's okay to go out and say horrible things about um, gay people because after all, you like Graham Norton. So anyway, um, back to you, Dr. Kumar. What's been your experience at Bath University? I think you're a lecturer there. Yes, uh, I have been teaching and uh, I'm thankfully I'm a senior lecturer now at the university. I joined in 2007, so 13 years at the university. And I would not say that I experienced racism on the first day when I arrived, but I have experienced, uh, and my family has experienced, my wife has experienced, he's also from India originally. Uh, my son, uh, he uh, speaks, his English is completely like a uh, no proper Bathonian accent, but still he, uh, he was uh, bullied. Uh, uh, and perhaps I won't say whether it was because of uh, race, but certainly bullied. And on the top of it, not only by his classmates or pupil in the school, but by the teachers. Right. And I'm knowingly making this, these remarks, okay? Now I, uh, obviously, uh, if you read Bath Chronicle or sometimes uh, on January last year, 30th of January, I was on the front page of uh, the Bath Chronicle and uh, my story was published because I feel that the Equality Act of 2010 protects me uh, that I should be treated equally. And it is against the law if somebody says me that Brexit has happened and go back to your own country. And as you might have heard in my very passionate, it was a bit loud, I regret uh, uh, shouting on, uh, because what happened is because I understand I have my own uh, Indian accent, and then if you're shouting at the top, perhaps, because I was so passionate, I should have not. So I should have basically 
tried to be uh, tried to say in a bit mellowing voice on that day. But uh, yes, uh, I was, and I did say uh, that uh, I was uh, racially abused on the street for for helping my own resident to some extent. And then in 2015, I was. Uh, helping another uh, resident in uh, Lambridge area uh, where Rob Appleyard, who used to be in labor, and uh, and he was running with me uh, at that time as council candidate. And then there was a Chinese friend. And then the woman comes and says, go away. Otherwise, I will release two dogs on you uh, because don't make Bath as Manchester or Leicester. And all, and, and I said, why? What wrong? And, and the answer was there in the second line. Don't make Bath Hatch Manchester or Leicester. And I cried. And I cry sometimes uh, thinking about that. Uh, in fact, when Don Foster was here at that time, MP, because that was his last year in 2015, and, uh, and we were talking and I, I could not control myself. And sometimes if I, I, I even now, I, I, I because I'm putting my glasses, so that helps me basically. <laughs> People can't, uh, yeah. But but yes, my eyes become moist when I think of those things. So if somebody says, and I I I have watched Vera's uh, that YouTube uh, on YouTube on Zoom. I mean, many people from Bristol and other places were there. And uh, if there's some of them, and in fact, uh, I would not make it uh, political, but there were some voice within the council, and they wanted to change or modify uh, or make an amendment of Councillor Grant Johnson's uh, that has perhaps suggesting that there is no really any racism uh, in Bath or North East Somerset. So we should not, they wanted to make an amendment. It was good that except two who abstained, uh, uh, that was supported. But in the beginning, it sounded that the conservative uh, wanted to make an amendment. And perhaps they do not know and understand, yes, uh, there are, uh, I mean, Bath is, yes, mostly uh, white dominated. Uh, if you look at the census, uh, population from black Asian minority community is relatively just a bit low than the national average. But, but yes, it is a pause area and everything very, uh, two fantastic universities, colleges, beautiful, wonderful schools, our ranking, everything is good. But Racism is rife, and I can. I think you. it's very easy for someone, isn't it, who yes. isn't who isn't living it, to make sweeping statements that racism doesn't exist because obviously you cannot live it, you cannot experience it. Um, but those of us who are black, and some of us are cushioned by because, like yourself, maybe you 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 have a, a fantastic job and and therefore you are in a good financial position, which in a way is a massive cushion against. The, the the realities of racism for a lot of people. Um, uh, so I think we probably, you and I probably experience racism, but probably we don't experience it to anything like the degree to people who are less socially well, um, uh, economically well cushioned. YK, I mean, you mentioned the Equalities Act. And I'm, I'm interested to understand the, the sort of scope and mandate of this new equality panel the council has set up. Does it address all the protected characteristics under the Equality Act? So race and also sexuality and gender and disability? Yes, we are working on that, as you said, that uh, this 
proposed panel uh, and I am in touch with the council officers and uh, obviously it will be not only uh, about the race but gender and everything uh, which which is about 2010 uh, racial equality act so not only that we spoke training for all the elected members on equality and unconscious bias uh, we want and we are planning to use equality academy kind of thing so that they can train and even the managers uh, because in the council when i was talking with some of the council officers and they said that some of the officers they do not uh, have to be in touch with the with the ethnic minority people then why do they need the training and but they don't understand that even if they do not have to be in touch with the residents they have to work with some of the colleagues who are black and uh, asian or ethnic minority who might be a transgender who might be you know um, gay bisexual whatever yeah we are all equal i mean i just, I just say i believe in just one race uh, on the earth which is human race so they may have to come and be in touch with those people then why don't we should have bespoke training uh, which is unconscious but i'm not only i'm not saying that unconscious bias will solve all the problem but certainly uh, you know as uh, as a leader of the council uh, uh, had said that we she will keep an eye on this and uh, so that they can these kind of trainings uh, would and and then with uh, with support from the group leaders of all the political parties whether it is labor or independent or conservative obviously lib dems to specify and devise a specific training program with intended learning outcomes as in the university for every program we have so what will be the ilm so very concrete things not only just uh, saying something and not doing uh, something so we invited you each to suggest a track and Yukteswar, you kindly of suggested I can pick it for you. Here's one that's really been on my mind, and it is the Gundetia Brothers. से बीनी चदरिया जीनी 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 बीनी चदरिया जीनी 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 Jeannie. 
So that's from the um, Sacred Voices Millennium Collection. Are they singing Jaini Chatarinya, something like this? Jaini Jaini Re Chadariya, Kahe Ki Barfi, yes. Yeah. It was a very, uh, very uh, famous uh, bhajan. Now, what is bhajan? Is offering to God. So, in old ancient times, or even now, I mean, people even in Christianity, people sing, sing songs or or hymns. They are very rhythmic. Uh, so this this used to be vini jini chadariya, but but obviously uh, the most famous one uh, was sung by a person called Anup Jalota. He's very famous. Uh, singer in India, Anup Jalota. What is happening in our city? Stay tuned to Imperial Voice to find out. Grant, can you describe what, what sort of, I don't know, powers or resources the panel has? Is it, is it just going to be a talking shop? Does it use persuasion? Does it have any resources behind it? What is the composition as well? So obviously, um, this is a proposal um, at the moment. So it, it hasn't actually reached a point where we can like define exactly what it is yet. What I would like to see, I'd like to see a body that um, 
encompasses i mean because it well, the way we put it forward in the motion is is as a race a race equalities panel so whether the council decides that it is important to include all equalities on that panel then then i i would obviously be very supportive of that um as a especially as an openly gay man um but I think the, the matter of what we were, um, the motion was, was born out of um, comes from a, talking about racial equality. And I think what I wanted to, to really see was to have, because, because it's, it's going to be difficult for someone like me. I, I have residents um, from, from the black community, you know, and, and how can I then rep, turn around and represent um, how they think and feel about matters that affect them in their everyday lives? You know, I'm, I'm not black and I, I don't um, have I, or face the same um, things that they have to face. Um, so it's, it's about giving a voice to, to local residents across Bath and North East Somerset who might not otherwise feel like they, they do have one. Um, you know, it's, it's, not, it's not always going to be the easiest thing. I'd love to, to, to see us have a, a black councillor in, in, in North East Somerset. There are um, none. There are none at the moment. No. Um, so, it, but, but I, think, I think because of the, the demographic and the, the sort of population that this area is i think that's that potentially that might be a long way off before last year not only in bath and north east somerset but in the four neighboring counties included out of 200 200 councillors there was not a single one from not only black but from any minor uh, minority or ethnic group not a single now, obviously, last year uh, in Bath and North East Somerset, we have got at least two. Now, how we can encourage people who are not from very strong economic backgrounds, and even if they do not have a job, uh, these kind of, if the party which they like, even if they're conservative, for example, the party needs to understand the, 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 the very, very almost nil representation of black people or or man, ethnic minority people, and they could train them. They can give some kind of free training and extra training. I know, for, for example, I myself went uh, in February to University of Coventry, and then all the counselors from different parties, uh, they were given training, and this was for, for uh, Black and Asian minority group, and they were given training. But this training was for the people who have already become a counselor. Now there is another for black people, uh, very, very short selection among thousands of people and they would train you at Oxford in, in September, but that will be, uh, you have to apply, you have to say, and you, most of the people may not get it. But what my point is, that is for the counselors, those, those who have been already at least successful in one election. But you need training, obviously those, People like even us who speak five, six languages fluently like English. I can speak Chinese like I'm speaking English, obviously Hindi, Bengali, Urdu, a little bit of understanding of Spanish. But, and I have very good understanding of international relations. But as an immigrant, I might not know the way things work here, the culture, the, the, the thought process, the way you write even. You might be writing fantastic research articles, you might be able to publish, for example, me in Times of India or in Indian English magazines. But 
how do I speak, meet the residents, and get those votes, you know, for, for being successful? You know, it is I not think, only that. I think there's a certain, I mean, go back to the idea that, that, that we need to pay them. I mean, you could, you could, I suppose you could have that argument and, and maybe that's down to an allowance thing. I mean, I, I come from a quite a poor working class family, you know, I grew up born and raised uh, on a council estate and uh, you know I'm, I don't hold it against anyone because that that's just part of my life that's who I am and I've gone out of my way to to get into politics because I that's what I enjoy doing I love it um, I think what I want to see with the the race equalities panel is I really want to see it enable um, people from from these minorities and and I, I think that's that's key I think it, you know and like, like I said I'm trying to Sort of explain that you know i want i want that community to feel like it has a voice and 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 feels relevant to to its local council and engaged in a conversation with its local council because you know we are here to represent as a council everyone i i, I do want to see and uh, obviously understand and, and we i i had some equalities training from the council when i first became a councillor um did it was it good enough was it good go far enough i don't really really it doesn't really bother me as much as it um the conversation about actually giving residents in in baines um a voice that that might not otherwise be heard i think that's the really important thing with establishing this panel i don't think the important things about training all of us councillors i think it's about enabling people to to want to get and be and be involved with with their local communities more and i, I think that's that's really what needs to to change so can I do a couple of quick fire questions for very, very short answers? This panel is not constituted yet? No. And who's, who's eligible to be on it? That's not established yet. Well, I'd imagine it would be a combination of residents, outside organisations, um, possibly councillors um, might, might um, make a representation on it. Uh, but obviously none of this is yet defined. Are the two of you le leading on that process or officers now working on it? It would be officers leading on that process, yeah. Okay. It's, not, it's not really for us as councillors to, to lead on that. Yo, this is Benjamin Zephaniah coming down the radio wire, the poet you require. Yes, listen to Imperial because them know about things right on. Okay, so I have a question for both of you. And I mean, we're obviously thinking of Bath's self-image you know, what sort of place is Bath? What, what is the sort of, I suppose, the symbol of Bath's identity? I would ask you both, perhaps YK first and then Grant, who would you consider Bath's most eminent, symbolically inspiring and globally significant ever resident? Oh, YK. Uh, yes, sure. Uh, the only name uh, which, which even those who have not heard of Bath, but heard of, I mean, Jane Austen, uh, because uh, with them, she might have lived for a very, very small period of time, but people know Bart as a, as a person who is, uh, who is, uh, who is an author. Jane Austen, we love her books, yeah. they're great, yeah. bit of feminism there. Grant, what yeah. about you? I mean, the first person that I thought of was obviously, especially with Bath, was Jane Austen. Um, then I thought of Bo Nash, um, but I mean, there's, 
I mean, there's so many, so many individuals throughout history that come through and traveled through Bath. And I mean, I couldn't off the top of my head, obviously Jane Austen's probably our most famous uh, ever resident, I would uh, say. We would propose, I think, that the absolutely crashingly overwhelming candidate, the most globally influential resident of Bath ever, is His Imperial Majesty Haile Selassie I. His words on equality, on, on you know, your core panel, are globally known. Everyone knows his speech on equality because of the Bob Marley song. I, I, I find it, I, I suppose, I find it surprising that he's so ignored in a city that he lived in for six years. And, and we're on a bit of a mission to kind of get everyone to recognise, you know, that, that he is hugely significant. He's revered by Ethiopians, controversial in some ways, obviously because of revolution and stuff, but, but as a... African leader, emperor of a country that was never colonized. And of course, he's seen as a, a god, a messiah to, to, to Rastafari. So that, um, I, one of our aims in, in, the, in the conversation is to persuade and convince you that he's a worthy, symbolic leader of the, the line of work you're on. I, I, I agree with that. Are you good with that, YK? Yes. In fact, uh, uh, in one of my uh, classes, uh, there was a person who... Uh, spoke about him uh, and I remember quite a lot uh, but to be very very honest because your question was uh, the most representative I doubt any Indian or Chinese they would have really and I'm talking about intellectual class let's be honest yeah they would even have heard of him but Jane Austen because of his her works the films everybody knows so if you wanted me just to talk on the basis of you know that a person who could represent for uh, racial equality and all those kind of things, then I would have certainly, because I had read about uh, the, the Fairfield house and, and where, where he has lived uh, when he came. And I think a few years ago, uh, somebody from his family also came and there was a, quite a lot of big functions. So I remember perhaps that. Yes, there was an unveiling of a blue plaque and, and uh, uh, Prince Michael, his, his grandson. Fair pushback. Yes. And we do love Jane Austen. We do not want in any way to diminish Jane Austen, who we think no. is splendid and we love her books. Um, yes. So we had, um, I don't know if this is a suggestion for, for, for your panel, but a previous guest Tozin and I had, Renee Jacobs. And we thought um, with Renee Jacobs and Bean Bath, we might do a survey and offer an award to shops in Bath, where people of any protected characteristic, disability, I don't know if visibly gay is a thing, but ethnic minorities certainly, report feeling comfortable. And I wonder if you'd like to align yourselves with that or perhaps present awards with us or something. Well done, shop. We've had three reports now. The Indian people just are wonderfully at home when they. I, I think that's. I think that's a lovely way of 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 um, approaching it. Actually, I think in, in a real positive way. And I think I think sometimes there can feel like all these conversations can feel like there's always this negativity. But really, it's not about being negative. It's about positively enforcing and and bringing people up. You know, I think that that's important. I think you know, feeling inclusive and feeling welcome anywhere. I mean, I've I've been to some places as uh, you know, being gay and and not <laughs> felt terribly welcome. And I I don't think um, you, you I know you mentioned about being visibly gay. I don't know I don't know if I'm visibly gay. I don't I don't 
could perhaps ever consider myself visibly gay, but maybe That's only on gay yeah. I don't know. But, um, <laughs> you know, if I maybe if I was with, um, say, I mean, I don't have, I'm single, but it, say I had a boyfriend, you know, and I, I was, you know, yeah. hold hands or something like that. I suppose that's, that's a visible symbol of, yeah. of my gayness, yeah. as, as it were. So I, I suppose, yeah, I mean, I, I, I would love to know, and I, I know there's lots of places that I, I, I already feel really comfortable and I, would I love to see them like um be be sort of up for that then yeah I do actually because I think they are doing a good job and they don't and they and it's, it's the businesses that are already doing it without having to really do anything because that that they just are, are aware of of caring for for their local community and every individual in that community and I think that's the most important thing yeah um I Definitely, um, uh, along the line of reward rather than punishment, um, so that everybody wants to, you know, get a we are, you know, whatever friendly. Um, but I was before the um, interview. I was reading through the notes, and um, I noticed that there had been a, a panel before, and um, it kind of. Uh, what happened, really? What's the backstory? From what I've been heard, I don't know if um, uh, Dr. Kumar um, has anything uh, other to add, but um, uh, from what I've heard from, from the leader of the Labour um, group, Robin Moss, was that, yes, it, it used to have a panel, a panel but basically um, funding was tight, so it seemed an easy thing to pull funding away from, uh, and that's why it sort of fizzled into a relative non-existence but i mean i could be downplaying that maybe maybe something else happened that i'm not aware of so I, I, it's hard for me to answer entirely but that's basically the way he sold it to me um i'd, I'd like to tell you um, a little story um i came to boarding school in england when i was 10 years old a long time ago um and my name is uh tosin short for you know Ulua tosin but even most Nigerians or Europe will call me Tosin. But when I went to boarding school, um, at the end of, uh, within two, three weeks of being at the school, um, everyone kept saying how difficult my name was and uh, ended up calling me Joy. And so, um, you know, I was 10 years old and so I allowed myself to be called Joy. And my report at the end of term was written for Joy Onilere, and I took it home to my parents. And my father uh, looked at this and he said, what is this? And I said, my report card. He said, um, I'm sorry, I sent um, Uluatosi to, um, you know, Bedford High School, it was then. Um, I don't know who this person, Joy, is, um, and therefore sent back the report card, refused to accept it, refused to acknowledge it, and demanded a report card in my name and insisted from then on that I should be called Tosin. At the time I was a bit sort of a little bit embarrassed and distressed because you know you don't want your parents to sort of make waves, do you really? Um, but there is a lot of power in a name. And I want to challenge you <laughs> um, because I think you're maybe giving people a bit of a, too much of a, 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 a way out by not forcing them to twist their tongue 
we have to twist our tongue uh, at home. I know a lot of people would find it difficult to say Grant or William or any of those names, but we don't make them, we don't change their names to uh, a, a Yoruba version or to a Punjabi version or to, we make the effort to call the name as it is. So your Teshwa, even if I keep saying it wrong and you keep um, encouraging me and correcting me, I think there's a lot of power in making people acknowledge your name as it is and not bending to the lack of their tongue. I am just challenging you to that. Um, no, no, yeah, I, I know, and I can, I can talk a lot about that, what happened with me, but yes, I, I, I get your point where, where you're coming from. Thank you. Okay. So how do you, I mean, I don't know, think a year out, how are we going to know that this initiative, this panel, which we all welcome, and I think, yeah, I know the MP wants equality in Bath, and the council does, and people of goodwill right across Bath want a much higher level of respect for equalities. So how are we going to know that your panel has been effective in a year's time? Grant, would you like to go first? I think, since you proposed it. Ah, how do we think we know? That is a tough question to answer. <laughs> I have to admit, how, how are we going to know it's effective? I suppose, I suppose... Oh. And we're keen to help. Everyone's keen to help. Yeah, I mean, I... I, I how how is it measurable? I suppose is the is yeah. the question. And how do you measure? Because you know so this is about you know, racial equality. So you know it's, it's, I suppose the measurability would be in terms of of racial incidents. But I, how much that's recorded? I don't think it is really recorded. So I think it it's, is. No, we, we spoke. Uh, sorry, certainly keep a record. They, and they work with the police uh, very closely. Uh, um, it, 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 does that mean it's, it's reported um, by the person that receives it? Or even indeed, if I were to hear something as uh, a racial slur, even if it's not directed at someone of that race. That's but, actually right. These are hate crimes. These are not microaggressions. So it would yeah. have to be, we'd, have to, we'd have like a hundred times more and a much more sensitive reporting environment if we were going to pick up on microaggressions, I guess, yeah. Exactly, and, and that, I think that's, that's the, the incredibly difficult thing to sort of work out as a, because yeah. what I'd, I would like to see, obviously, eventually, is just not to hear this rubbish, you know, and not to yeah. have to put up with it, and, not, and yeah. for, for people, you know, people of those races to not have to yeah. put up with it. Yeah. That's what I would like to see. But I would, you know, it's, it would be good to have some sort of visibility, some clear visibility that we're aware of, that this, this work is ongoing. So. Yeah. How you make that visible, I think, is a, a difficult question to, to answer. And I think, but I think that's where this panel's got to start. You know, how do we make racial equality issues in this area visible without putting people off because they think it's not relevant? You know, yeah. I think, and I think it is relevant to everyone in in our society. And um, I think, you know, the tearing down of the Colston statue was a very, very visible thing, and it really pe opened people's minds to the anger that that was in that community at that time and it has been for some some time uh, to be honest um so yeah i i would love to see some sort of visibility visible um tangible um achievements that the council um can, can make really um because at, at the risk of sounding like a broken record um uh, i i used to work as a mentor for um black and minority ethnic children in Bath and, well, Baines really. Um, and, you know, one of the sort of disturbing things is that Bath, I think, has um, the highest ratio of young people 
um, uh, what's the word, William? I'm looking, I'm looking excluded. For, excluded from schools in the country. Um, we there, there's a, a there is a proportionally a massive problem with racism in schools in Bath, and it's constantly swept under the carpet and you know made to seem you know it's 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 not there it doesn't exist but for the children who live here it's a problem and even at the university um i know that um they've been they've reached out to us and to the um association that i work for trying to encourage us to even get uh young black people to come and even have a look at the university because I think Bath has a very, very low um, rate attendance of, of people, young people from minority backgrounds. So Yukteswar, you're an academic. Everything you do is measured, I know. Um, what, what would you consider would be the sorts of measures, the sort of impact that your and Grant's work on equalities might, might show after a year? Sure. Uh, as you know, uh, the, at the university, apart from Athena Swan, which is gender equality, uh, so universities are getting bronze, then silver, then gold, and there is an institute which gives them award, and it's not easy. And not only the universities, the departments, they have to get it. And at the university uh, of Bath, I have been asking again and again to my dean and to the vice chancellor, that uh, some universities, like 66 universities till now, they have signed for Racial Equality Charter, REC. And University of Bath or, or, or Bath Spa has not signed for that. And after continued pressure lobbying, I think the university is looking into that. And at the university now, there will be a special two posts will be looking into that because I have been a member of the university's committee on that, but I won't go to the university only. There's obviously no doubt that uh, BAME or black uh, people, particularly whether it is university attendment record, I mean, the statistics, because you say it, it's, there's a gap of about 13% in higher education, particularly from black people, or at the senior academic level. And that is, I will be honest with you, to be honest, when I got this job, and both me and my wife were in very senior role in India. My wife was a senior civil servant, and I was one of the youngest lecturer ever in India. And I was at that time associate professor when I was 32. So I was a reader there. And, uh, and people said that, yes, UK is a good country, but the problem is that at senior academic role or senior management role, you will never get. While in the USA, that is possible. So mm. that is a big, big problem here. People are, or even in, in the council, people uh, will, will give you a job at the lower level, but at high year, senior management, academic, or, or wherever, even in a company, it is very, very less. I mean, you look at any, any place. So obviously, by uh, now, that is macro picture I, I am talking about. But uh, in, at the micro level, what our panel would say, that really uh, some kind of no, visibility within the council because we are part of the council so we did and, and our council is is, is is a huge we have got loads of staff and and there are problems so at least because 
till last one year, I mean, I was not given any kind of training. I don't know if Grant was given by the party. I have been not given any training. So I would like that every member of the council, has, and these are not very difficult. You do not need loads of money, even online. So whether it has been done and somebody, the panel will look into this, why a particular person has not done, what was the problem? And all those kind of you know, check and balances, obviously in any school, or, or colleges or university, uh, zero tolerance, absolutely zero tolerance. And it's not only just speaking, because there has been reports after reports in almost every organization. To be honest, today, I mean, it, it is still going on. The leadership debate between the two uh, leaders in our party and the whole hosting is about racial equality. So mm. there are hundreds of questions and they are saying, and they, they acknowledge this, mm. that any party, every party has made all the reports. Now it is now time. We are already 20 or two decades into the 21st century and it's still the problem continues. So in, in, because I work for, or I am employed, I'm not employed, but I work for, for the council. I would like to see that real, genuine uh, kind of awareness and everybody understand. See, because even though I have been a councillor for one year, nobody talked about it to me. No any officer came to me and asked, have you done uh, this uh, uncast, unconscious bias or anything in this regard? Never. And that is not acceptable. Yeah. So what about one thing to measure would be um, just the diversity on boards. It's very obvious and visible how our councillors are, but you've also got hospital and health boards. You've got schools. I spoke to one school in Bath and pointed out that they had no... Um, ethnic diversity and the response was uh, I was going to say we're doing quite well with women was the response <laughs> but, and also companies I think I think all of those I mean and many of them you know post photos on their website of boards and trustees and so it's just painfully obvious and visible that when when, when there's no diversity there that is also, very painful. Yeah. even in even in lib dames equality and and that page you will not see a single black face is and it not true that Indian mathematicians... I'm talking, I'm my own party, but that's the fact, yeah, because that is yeah. the website. But is it not true that Indian mathematicians uh, introduced to us the concept of zero? Yeah. So I think, well, I think well, let's go for zero tolerance as introduced by Indian mathematicians. I think it's very appropriate. Let, we, could also measure, we could also measure, I think, um, the, the awards that we give out together, our, our celebration of making uh, minorities feel welcome awards. And we can also... When we're yes. allowed to, let us measure the celebrations and events that we have at Fairfield House, because we would like to invite you to Fairfield House, the former home of His Imperial Majesty, Haile Selassie. It's owned by Baines, by Bath Council. So obviously you are representatives of its owners. We're hoping to go through a community asset transfer process because we think it's a very precious legacy that has a huge role to play in recognizing the history and diversity and equality in, 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 in Bath. Very, very resonant indeed. So we'd like to get it through that. So Grant, you're up next. Would you, would you pick a track for us? Oh, I don't know what to pick. And I was, I was struggling with this because I was thinking, what should I pick? Should I just pick something I love? Should I just pick something that first comes to mind on the... Because I was sort of trying to relate it to the subject matter of Black No, life. don't you have to do that. Just whatever you'd like to hear on the radio. Or what gets you going on the dance floor? Oh, well, what gets me going on the dance floor is chic, everybody dance, without, without, without a shadow of damp.
You, you know, like that Nile Rodgers, there's complicated chords. Well, you know, he is an idol man. I remember seeing them at festival, um, oh, the wow. Isle of Wight in, oh God, was it uh, 2011, 2012, something like that. What a, what a show, what a evening, what a, I mean, I, I just, I had my best life there. <laughs> <laughs> He's grown in stature, hasn't he, Nile Rogers? He He's had. become a sort of legend and a teacher and all these things. I think Fantastic. We're the, totally the, up for that. I think the beauty of someone like Nile Rogers is when he performs, he doesn't just perform the hits of Chic, he performs the hits of Sister Sledge, David Bowie, Madonna, uh, Daft Punk, you know, and it's just got this long list of people he's wrote for before, and you know, has just done so much for that, uh, you know, he's, he, you know, his guitar is called the hit maker for a reason, I suppose. That was completely superb. Thank you both very, very much. Tosin, are there any final observations you'd like to make? Or any last questions? Um, is everybody going to be watching The Suitable Boy? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just Googling it now. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I don't, I don't know if I... Is it, uh, oh, it's an amazing book. It was an amazing book. Vikram Seth, because I, yes. I know him because uh, he worked on China, to be honest. He was in China for some time. So, A Suitable Boy. Yes. And uh, he is working on A Suitable Girl now. But because of this BBC program, he uh, invested quite a lot of time. Uh, obviously, you won't see his name. Uh, but But... But yes, uh, there was an interview on BBC Internet, yeah. It's on BBC starting now. Grant, we better catch up there. It is an amazing series. I mean, no, uh, the, the book is an amazing book. Amazing book. Uh, I haven't actually seen the, the series yet. One but, uh, of the thickest uh, novel ever produced. It has how much? 600,000 words. Generally, oh. you have about 60,000, so 600,000 words. I'd need new glasses. <laughs> Listen, well, I, I think there's, there's lots of scope for collaboration in, in your work on equality. Uh, it's something which we keep coming back to and we're very keen on for obvious reasons. So more strength to your arm. Let's stay in touch. We look forward to inviting you to Fairfield House. Um, Thank you both very much. Thank you. Thank you both. Uh, I mean, all of you. <laughs> uh, it was a pleasure, really. And, and, and let's be in touch, obviously. Yeah. Pleasure was ours, thank you. That's Dr. Yukteswar Kumar. Oh, I've blown it, haven't I? Dr. Yukteswar Kumar. Yukteswar Kumar, yes. Yukteswar Kumar, that's right. And I'm not going to do the shorthand and just get away with YK. Um, and Councillor Grant Johnson, our count, two councillors who are working together in a cross-party spirit to promote equality across Bath and North East Somerset. You're tuned to Imperial Voice. This has been In Our City. I'm William Heath. And I'm Tosi Uniliri. Stay tuned to Imperial Voice, streaming as if from the palace of His Imperial Majesty, Haile Selassie I. Dear listeners, 
stay tuned to imperial voice